Hi, everybody. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Miranda and I'm married to Tim. And together with our two daughters, we live in Spain. We've been part of Youth with a Mission for about 22 years. So we've seen lots of adventures together. And this talk is about communication and the kind of communication that flows out of an understanding of discipleship that is not um, just something that we do, but is part of the whole story that we are part of together as God's people. So this talk is for you if you're a leader of a discipleship training school, yes, for sure. But it's also for you if you um, are a leader in any kind of capacity and you want the way that you lead, the way that you communicate as a leader to be stamped with this same heart for discipleship. Um, so full confession, I have some assumptions as I go into this talk. Um, so let's get those out on the table and we'll see if you agree with these assumptions. The first one is that our whole life is a process of being formed to be like Jesus, both for our own sake and for the sake of others. Um, and that happens in the context of relationship community. So discipleship is the story that we're all part of. It's not just something that happens on a DTS. It's what's happening our whole life long. That's my first assumption. And the second one is that this process happens at the initiative of God, who makes the work of Jesus available to us through the work of the Holy Spirit. But this means that he's the chief discipler. I'm not the chief discipler in the life of other people. Um, but that God himself is, and also in my life, that he's always present in every experience and situation to accompany us in this process of being formed. My third assumption is that this whole process is always happening as we live together with others in community. Um, and the context of our formation is in our relationships. So this means every experience has the potential to be an experience that forms us in some way. Um, so you think of all the experiences that might happen um, on your base or in your context, they all have the potential to be formational experiences. Um, so we can participate, this within, participate in this with intention. So this makes me think of an experience that I had with my friend Brian, who I've worked with for many years in YOM. And we've worked together in the area of communication. So we had some annual meetings coming up when we were gathering together people from around the world who um, have this ministry in the, the area of communication. And I'd also been working on my master's degree in Christian formation and discipleship, which is a U of N degree. And I wasn't really sure how um, these two worlds of mine kind of fitted together, Christian formation and discipleship and communication meetings but I've been asked to facilitate these meetings and I do love leading me facilitating meetings so I said yes and Brian challenged me to bring my learning and practices um, from the last couple of years as, as part of my master's program into the way that I led these meetings which was a totally new way for me to think about things what was it going to look like if I led these meetings with a bias for Christian discipleship um, so I just want to offer a picture for you that I think is going to help us. If you're from England or you've visited England, um, maybe you've been to a seaside town and we have these, um, sticks of rock, we call them, 
they're not rock, they're hard candy. And um, they have words that run all the way through, which is often the name of the town where you are on holiday, for example, Brighton or something. And um, the, the words are the same all the way through the, the stick of rock, the, the candy. So however far down you eat, it's the same writing. And I'm thinking about our heart for discipleship within YWAM and as God's people in this kind of a way. However far we go on our Christian journey, however far we go in our YWAM experience, whatever activities we get into in whatever context, this same heartbeat should be readable all the way through. I think we're being formed to be like Jesus in community with others for the sake of the world. And that should be evidenced or expressed in some way in everything that we do. So what does it mean for the way that we communicate as leaders? That's a very good question. <laughs> and I'm not professing to be an expert. I'm just gonna offer a few ideas um, of some things that strike me as important. So this is not gonna be a comprehensive talk, but hopefully it will be a springboard to get us thinking about this. <clears throat> the first thing that comes to mind is that our communication would be respectful, um, which might seem obvious, but what I mean by that is everyone you meet um, or work with has a story. And some of that story is wonderful and some of that story is painful and God is at work in all of their story. Um, and in ways they, they may be aware of and in some ways they may not yet be aware of. Um, so what does it look like to communicate in a way that treats every person and their uniquely wonderful and painful story as precious, as a place where God is at work? I think it means that we, we tread carefully with one another, we honor one another. So I think that's a good foundational thing to notice about the kind of communication that we're wanting to develop. Um, and I think this shapes our communication. So um, it's gonna make us want to communicate in a way that I'm gonna call hospitable. And hospitable communication is the kind of communication that makes space for people, it welcomes people in, it invites their contribution. Um, so some examples of what that might look like or how that might express itself would be that we, we emphasize listening. Um, so we make room for others to talk. We're genuinely curious about what they have to say. We don't assume that we already know how they will react or respond or want to contribute. Um, and as we're listening to them, we're also listening to the spirit of God. So we've got one ear on what God might be saying. And we've got one ear on what the person is saying, um, listening for that which we don't yet know or understand. So I think when we move too quickly as leaders, you know, when we, um, we really want to get things done, um, which is not a bad thing, but it can cause us to communicate in a way um, that overlooks um, people and their, their uniqueness and the things they have to offer. Um, so just, I guess it's an invitation, isn't it? To pay attention um, when you feel this pressure to get things done and um, ask yourself, is this causing me to focus more on the results than on the process and on the people? God is all about process, he's all about people. So having a bias for discipleship must be too. I think we're also invited to cultivate the posture of a learner and that will come through in our communication. Um, so I'm, as a learner, I'm aware that I might've missed something. There are some things that I don't know. 
Um, there are, there's a perspective that I have that isn't the full picture. And so what might I learn from others in my team? So this is humble, open communication. It, it's admitting that I don't know everything. I don't see everything. I have blind spots or things that I just don't tend to pay attention to. And so I need the things that others are bringing. And implied in this um, learner's posture or attitude is I think a practice of discernment, noticing how is God speaking through these different ones and what is God about among us here? What is, what's the work of God? What is he doing? Um, so discerning that as we are um, cultivating this posture of being a learner, learning from God, learning from people. Of course, we can't be learners unless we're asking questions. Um, so I think this is a huge invitation to us to, to get better at asking open questions that draw out from others their perspective, um, the things they're aware of, the ways they are aware of God and others, um, as well as maybe their fears, their concerns, their expectations and their dreams. Um, so questions help to create this hospitable space of communication. So we've talked about hospitable communication. That all sounds very lovely. <laughs> but we do know that discipleship by its very nature, the process of formation by its very nature, includes moments of um, disorientation or moments that are difficult, moments when difficult things come up and we have to address difficult things. Um, so things don't always go the way we'd like them to. And I'm wondering, and maybe you are too, what kind of communication can help us to navigate these difficult times with people? And one of the things that comes to mind when I think about this is um, committed communication um, helps us. When, we, when we've communicated with people in a way where they know that we're committed to them and we're committed to um, the process of God being at work among us, um, in each one of us and between us, then there's a trust that we're going to stick with one another. We're going to stick with the process through this disorienting experience, whatever it is. And of course, these moments require us as leaders often to be courageous. Um, and, and maybe we've all heard about this idea of courageous communication. Um, so courageous communication opens up a space where we can talk about this difficult thing. Um, so we bring into this conversation, into this opportunity, everything that we know about hospitable communication and listening and question asking and learning and so on. Um, but we don't ignore the elephant in the room, the difficult thing. We don't try to sweep the elephant under the carpet um, because it never fits, but we gently point out, it seems as though there's an elephant. <laughs> and, and then we invite one another to describe the elephant from our own perspective, which everybody will have a unique perspective of that. And this kind of courageous communication, I think, works when we know that we're committed to one another and to the work of God in each of us and between us and the work that God is inviting us to by the Holy Spirit. So having a discipleship bias, I think, helps us to, to have these kinds of um, 
communicate these kinds of talks to enter into this kind of communication with courage. Um, I think this kind of communication requires us to articulate our process. At least I think that huge learning can happen among us when we as leaders um, become practiced in articulating our process. And that, by that, I mean putting into words um, what we're doing and why we're doing it this way, um, what values are informing the choices that we're making and where we're hoping to get to together. So putting these things into words and not assuming that everybody kind of follows our train of thought builds trust, it invites questions which will be necessary, it encourages listening, and it creates a space for others to participate in the process from a place of understanding, um, if not always agreement. So I think together, hopefully we're building a bit of a picture of a communication style that champions people without trying to control them. Um, it's offering leadership without the, the distortion of thinking that we've got to have all the answers. Um, it's a communication that takes seriously our responsibility, um, but also making space for the active initiative of God. And it's a communication that recognizes that we are all always being invited to grow. And there's probably a lot more we could say about communication. It's a very big topic. I'm aware, and so is discipleship. <laughs> I'm aware that we all bring our different personalities to our leadership and our communication styles. And there are many different experiences that require different kinds of things from us as leaders and communicators. Um, but I hope these few thoughts help us to um, consider a bit more deeply how our shared desire for discipleship, our shared story as God's people might be read through the whole stick of rock, the whole candy, um, so that the same message comes through in everything that we do, in everything that we speak, um, that we, God's people are being formed in the company of others to be like Jesus and for the sake of the world. So let's communicate like we believe that is true. That could be transformational.